0: This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. Teach us your word, reveal yourself to us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So, uh, we, we, the foundation we have laid Is that when the scripture talks about the the seed of Abraham, the scripture was talking about Jesus, right? We saw that in Genesis chapter 12, verse 7, and Galatians chapter 3, verse 16. And then we went on to talk about the seed principle. And I said, the first principle we must know is that God cannot be mocked, Galatians 6, 7. And then number two, I said the size of the seed does not impact on the potential of the seed. You know, and I gave the example of Dr. Miles Monroe from a small island impacted the whole world. Uh, Number three, I said the quantity is also important. Second Corinthians nine, verse six, you know, he said those that are sowed sparingly will reap sparingly. And then uh, number four, uh, I talked about, uh, I said the, the ground is important, yeah? The ground on which we sow is important, And that's what I'm going to talk about today uh, because I, it seemed like I just glossed over it the last time. Uh, and then number five, the seed goes through a process, right? It's not the moment I plant the seed that I get the harvest. The seed goes through a process. The seed must first of all die. And I gave the example of, you know, you give an offering or you give... Uh, towards the building project and things of that nature, you know. The seed has to die for the seed to reproduce after itself, yeah? So what the main reason I decided to speak at all today is because I misspoke last Sunday, and I want to correct that notion. I said something last Sunday that it's possible that the seed, if the seed is in a person... Uh, so last Sunday I was talking about if the seed is in you, the seed should produce after itself. Yes? We talked about that. That the seed will reproduce after itself. But there are many that are carrying the seed, but the seed is not reflecting Christ in their lives. And here's a, here's a thing that I said that is not, appropriate, not right. I said the seed can be corrupted. The seed cannot be corrupted. The seed of God, the seed of Christ in us is an incorruptible seed. First Peter chapter one verse twenty-three. First Peter chapter one verse twenty-three. If you can please pull that up for me, it says, "Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God which lives and abides in us forever." So the seed of God in us. Is incorruptible. It's incorruptible. What, what then causes our hearts or our lives not to reflect the seed that is in us? So, we're, we're, uh, the, the basis for all of this, we started with Matthew chapter 13, talking about the parable of the sower. All right? And Jesus went on to explain the parable. To his disciples. He said, for the people, I, I speak in parables for them. He said, but it is given to you, my disciples, the children of God, to have understanding. And he, he broke the parable down to them. Okay? So, when the seed of God is planted in a life, the Bible says, some of the seed fed by the wayside, the birds of the air, came and ate them up. That is a seed that didn't even get a chance to produce. Before anything could happen, the devil came, stole the word. You know, and that, that, talks, that talks about people that are, <laughs> they attend religious services, but they don't have a relationship. Right? It's not the best place to be, but it's still better than not being close to it at all at least you still get an opportunity to hear you know even though for now it's like water rolling off the dock right is that shadi susan okay <laughs> you know it's like water rolling off the dock happy wedding anniversary this week let me just get it out of the way so i can focus <laughs> you, you follow right so That's the first category. And then the second category are those that falls amongst the rock. Right? There are just too many things in our lives. That is distractions. Thank you very much. Too many distractions. The same thing with those that fall amongst thorns. It says the cares of this world choke them up. Right? So it's very important for you and I To make sure that our hearts are pliable. That God can correct us. For example, it was Monday morning, I still remember very clearly, Monday morning I was in the shower when the Holy Spirit said to me, you misspoke. Amen? And I began to reflect on it and I said, yes, Lord, I did. (laughs) And I, I don't have any problem eating my words and saying I was wrong. You know? But can God speak to you in such a manner? Don't misunderstand what just happened and think that God spoke to me because I'm pastor. No, he spoke to me because I'm his child. There are no adults of God. Okay, somebody missed that. You know, we talk about children of God. Right? we talk about children of God. There are no adults, of, we are the adults of God. No, we are all children of God. that caught somebody by surprise so there are no adults of God so if there are no adults of God then God is going to deal with us as unto his children you know and unless you remove the noise from your life have you ever seen a person that knows the scripture so much they know so much, they can quote a lot of scriptures but their life don't align with scriptures Head knowledge does not transform any lives. Until my heart is ready, until my heart is pliable, there's not going to be any change. There are many people that know Scripture. They know the Scripture that says God cannot be mocked, but yet every day they are trying to mock God by the way they behave, thinking I can do it and get away with it. Amen? Amen. So watch that. Watch that. that. The Bible says in Luke chapter 8 from verse 11, I'll read to 15 very quickly. This is the meaning of the parable. Still talking about the parable of the sower. The seed is God's word. The seed is what? God's word. And the word of God according to 1 Peter chapter 23 is incorruptible. So it's never a problem with what God has said. It's a problem with the ground in which the seed is being sown. So if this ground is not a good ground, then it's not going to produce anything worthy. Regardless of the potential of the seed, regardless of the abilities of the seed, regardless of what the seed can accomplish, the seed will never produce if the heart is not right. Amen? Amen. And I, So you hear people say all kinds of things, oh, it's happening because of this, or because of that. Uh, that's why that, that is happening. You know, like you can say, oh, the, the pastor is because he's the pastor. He's the child of God. Amen? Amen. Or somebody else oh, is because he's close to the pastor, or it's because he's one of the Minister, Or it's because it's one of the associate pastors that things are... No, 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 no. As children of God, the ground is level. Amen? Amen? Okay. Let me say something real quick. All right, thank you. Watch this. Listen close to this. Every life is valuable. Every life is valuable. But every life does not add equal amount of value to your life. Praise the Lord. So, all of us before God were very important to God. The Bible says, John three sixteen. you know it. For God so loved the world. Everybody. The sinner, everybody. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Who will die for something useless that can that has no value? Nobody. By Jesus dying, implicitly is saying every life is valuable. And God will want for every life to be saved. But will every life be saved? No. Because some people will just reject the message. Praise the Lord. So, let's continue to read. Verse 12, it says those that fell by the wayside are the ones who hear then the devil comes and takes away the the word out of their hearts lest they should believe and be saved verse 13 the ones on the rock are those who when they hear receive the word with joy but the word has no root in them who believe for a while and in time of temptation they fall away they fall away oh I'm reading Luke 8 That was uh, verse 13 that I just read. Luke 8, verse 14 now. Now the ones that fell among thorns are those when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures, and bring no fruit to maturity. This is where I, I have huge concern for the church. You know, because over the years, Uh, With the faith movement and everything else We have built a very Very self-centered Selfish church Where it's all about me What I want You know my prayer Everything is about God doing for me Not me doing for God You know Have you heard of late Anybody praying Lord what would you have me do No Lord what will you do for me is the question. Remember Apostle Paul, Acts chapter 9. When he encountered Jesus, after their conversation, his only response was, Lord, what will you have me do? What will you have me do? I told you last Sunday, you know, the, the most important thing that I've said, and now I'm, I'm going back listening to a number of the sermons that I've preached and I've validated that truth for myself. What is most important to me is knowing God and pleasing him. Knowing him and pleasing him. If the seed of God is in me and that seed has taken root and that seed is bearing fruit, healing the sick will not be a problem because Jesus healed the sick. That's what I told you last Sunday, right? Jesus healed the sick. Because that seed of Christ is in me, compassion will not be an issue when i see people you know i am compassionate why because jesus had compassion amen and because he had compassion for the people the bible says he will look at them and because of the compassion that is welling up in his heart he will heal them he will heal them the power to heal was flowing through that heart of compassion. I'm going to mention two things and I'll stop there. Remember this. Empathy towards the forgotten and the forsaken was the lifestyle of Jesus. Jesus seemed to have to have had a heart for the downtrodden and the forsaken. Remember uh, The woman caught in adultery. The Bible says they, they chased her. They got to where Jesus was. And they were going to stone her. And then they asked him, they said, Master, this woman was caught in adultery. In the very act. There are some things that are unsavory about that story. Who was watching? He said in the very act. It means they caught them right in the act. You know, so somebody was not minding their business very clearly. (laughs) You know, caught in the very act. If they were caught in the very act, excuse me, is it possible for her to commit adultery by herself, with herself, on her own? No, where is the man? But Jesus didn't have any dialogue with them. He just knelt down and began to write. Some people have said, you can scratch it, it's not in the Bible. But some people have said, he looked up, he saw the thief, he wrote thief. Looked up, saw the liar, wrote liar. Looked up, saw the one that is always uh, gossiping, talking about people, (laughs) say gossip. He was just looking at them and writing their sins. And then he looked up and said, the one that has never sinned. You know, he just pointed the eyes to the he said, the one that has never seen. Let him be the first to cast the stone. It is possible that people miss it. Don't make example of anybody. You are not God. You are not God. Jesus had empathy. Empathy. He said, "So you've caught her in the very act." Uh, you that have never sinned, stone her. Let's see you. So that the equal judgment can come upon you. Jesus was selfless and sacrificial. What I'd like to say to us is seek to know God. Seek to know him. All the things that are pushing your heart in many directions them aside. You know, death always put things in perspective. I posted in the men's group something uh, Denzel Washington said, I think it was 2015. I didn't realize it was that long ago. He said, I've never seen a hearse that's storing or have a U-Haul behind it. When we die, we came with nothing, we live with nothing. Everything you are hanging on to now in death, they matter nothing. Nothing. Let's hold on to Jesus, the author. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org I'm the finisher of our faith. Bow your hearts with me and just